Welcome, citizens of Gotham, to Chicago's baseball podcast, episode 13. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, the executive producer, the best in the business, the commissioner, the one and only, kids for the win, the great Matt One. What's up, buddy? Not much. Doing well. You know, we had our drafts uh, last weekend. It was very fun. We uh, got Yahoo or... Uh, yeah, I got Yahoo all up and running, except for two small little minor things that we're going to try to correct tonight. Um, it's always fun seeing your team on Yahoo or, you know, in the site that you're going to play in. It's a lot better than seeing your team on some, uh, you know, um, spreadsheet or you've seen your team on some type of, you know, just, you know, you know, not your real team, but it's always fun seeing your team on Yahoo. Um, but yeah, that's it. And then uh, just starting the 2020 doc, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. So. Yeah, it's exciting to actually be talking about our teams and not just projections and hopefully talking about what the draft was going to be. It's actually had the draft, so it's definitely exciting. It feels good. As all, and today's guest is the one and only, the intern to the podcast, the gesture himself. What's up, Max? How are you guys doing? Happy to be on the podcast with you. Yeah. Little little last minute little throw together podcast. Let's have a good time. Talk off the Let's cup go. a little bit. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so today's podcast we'll be talking about mine and possibly Max's extra pick. Oh, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Perfect. Uh the draft, good picks, bad picks. I think uh we all know what the bad pick was and uh what went wrong for us and uh well, we have baseball in November. So, but before we move on, uh, Maddie, you want to talk about what's going on with Google Docs and the new uh, form of the new doc? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just to preference this podcast real fast. So, yeah, it was a little last minute, but I wanted to do one. We haven't done one, you know, this week. We usually do one over the weekend, and we just didn't do it. So, um, also, you know, messed up and didn't give Max and Dom an extra uh, player so they could pick up. And the league was very gracious and uh, um, willing to let them do that. So I thought, why not, you know, we'll throw together a podcast, maybe not go too long like we normally do, have them make their pick. And then while we're here, we can talk a little bit about our, you know, good picks, bad picks, and what went wrong for us, if we will. And, you know, we'll see where that takes us. Um, just some fun talking points. Um, so I got the 2020 doc off and running. Um, essentially, it's just like, the 2019 one, but it's 2020. Um, I have to add the rules uh, under the rule tab for 2020. Another thing that we might need to talk about during like next week, next year's winter meetings is some, you know, updating of some of these rules maybe. Uh, but other than that, uh, every year I do add the rules um, to it that we talked about. Uh, green means there are good uh, yellow means we kind of paused them. We put them on the table and said, hey, let's, let's talk about this at some other time. And then red means that we said no to them. So it means those rules basically can't be brought up again for two years. Um, I like the way I've been doing that. I've been doing it for what, three years now. So this is the fourth year I've been doing it like that. Um, but yeah, that's, um, that's about it. Um, I was just looking at the hometown discount. It does actually say you don't, we don't round. Just see that for the draft um otherwise than that the only person i've got done so far is scott um because i really just started it today um so that's that 
Well, as always, uh, thank you for all that you do with it. I know it's a lot, and uh, especially with all the stuff that's been going on. So uh, I know you got a lot on your plate in that. So I'm sure it's a welcome uh, distraction for you, but at the same time, it's a little more stress on your plate. But it's something that it doesn't have to be done like right away, but, you know, it's going to get done this week. So, uh, again, thank you for all you do. And, you know, obviously, if there's anything we can do, please let us know. Yeah, it, uh, just so everyone knows that the whole tab has been shared with everybody, like the, the folder for baseball, Chicago baseball, that is. So, like, Chicago baseball 2020, it says right here it's shared with um, 10 other people. Uh, I know Probably doesn't have good podcast. Uh, that's exactly who it doesn't have. So I am actually adding him right now. And uh, Domino, it's D Piscatello at Gmail. Uh, Dom2981. But yeah. Dom2981 at Hotmail? Yeah. Oh, all right. And I think that is, oh, Pete is on here. Take him off. It's <laughs> funny. Drew's on here. I'll take him off. And Drew's on here again. This is a great podcast. I'm just talking about who's on the dock. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, actually, Max isn't on here. This is everyone. This is the folder, just so everyone knows. Okay. This is the, the folder itself. So um, I'm going to add Max to the folder. Yeah. So like, I, I, have, I have the winter meetings folder, but I haven't seen like the historic, like, in season folder you got it now buddy thank you you're welcome you can go back and look at can't, the greatness of my teams in the past. can't wait can't <laughs> wait to go back and look at what pete was doing before i took his steam over <laughs> very little <laughs> <That's kinda funny. laughs> very little yeah. oh very very little <laughs> unless people told him what to do then he'd do it but <laughs> yeah that was uh that was always matt always enjoyed when we be drafting and People would be telling Pete what to do. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, Everything well with so, you, Max? Everything's good. Um, it's funny. I'm still working. I'm in the restaurant business too, like Matt. And it's, it's like work is slower, but it's twice as intense. And I've been, we've been making some tough decisions in my company too, when it comes to just how we're, how we're dealing with the, the COVID-19 and um, the virus that's spreading and, you know, New York City is kind of a hot spot. New York is kind of the hot spot of the United States. And, um, you know, just. I heard it said it was the hot spot. Yeah, it's like 24,000 cases in the state of New York right now. So, and like, I, and I think 15,000 in New York City. So it's, it's, it's kind of eerie. I'm still, I'm still going to, going into Manhattan every day. And, um, it's funny, like, you, you would never, you would never imagine to see, like so few people on the streets and like tomorrow I'm because I got to be in the city for work. I'm going to actually walk through Times Square and probably snap some pictures of a very empty Times Square. Um, but, you know, it's just it's I'm wa- I'm walking that razor's edge between um, wanting to try to continue to take care of the people that have worked or do work for my company and prioritizing health and the health of myself and the same people that I'm trying to keep employed and um so it's just it's it doesn't feel like there's a right decision um and i think we're all being put in positions to make decisions that we never thought we'd have to make and we're we're doing our best to make them 
Yeah, I applaud everybody for that. Absolutely. Not to get not to get off the, mm-hmm. a tangent that, but I just I keep you know just just trying to follow the uh, you know how they have they're trying to get that bill passed. Yeah, um, for the stimulus. Yeah, and like I don't know. Every time I look at you know the little blurbs about it, like it just says you know that such and such bill two trillion dollars. Like I just can't like that word and like that amount of money is just it's just mind blowing to me. I'm not talking about anything else. I'm just saying this. Just trying to think about two trillion dollars. I was just like, yeah. I was like, what? It's just insane. Well, the fact that like you know. I think it used to be 60 people, 40 to 60 uh, percent of the population is going to get the virus. And now they're saying like 70 to 80 are going to get the virus. But unemployment is jumping as well. It used to be 20 percent unemployment is the expected number. And now it's already up to 30. And that might even be a conservative number. It's just again, it's oh, affecting. Yeah, I, I'd say that. Yeah, it's just affecting. It's affecting everything and a much bigger way than I think, I think most people anticipated. And um, I, th- I think we're, I think we're still behind and we're not necessarily doing enough. And people. As Thomas tell me about pictures of uh, people on the uh, beach in Florida last weekend. Yeah. Well, I think people are people at whatever level, whether it's government or businesses, I think people are having to make, like people at my level are having to make really tough decisions because people at higher levels won't. And you could say that goes all the way up to the president or all the way up to a CEO of a company. Um, But I really feel like someone just needs to just put their foot down and say, put their foot down and say, if you're out, you're going to get fined. But that's a hard decision for me to make because employment is important. You know what I mean? So yeah, again, I, I just, I don't know. I don't think anyone was prepared prepared for this, and I think we're all 14 days behind in our decision making. So, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And it's, it's like I think we haven't even seen the the worst yet, and uh, which is the scary part. And yeah. uh, but hopefully we'll all be able to get through this and uh, have and also have some baseball, you know, as a side yeah. note. So, uh, Max, are you ready to? Make our picks, hey, you, or you want me to go first? Your honors, your honors, man. Don't <laughs> wait, wait, don't I'm, snipe I'm, me. I'm, don't you dare I'm snipe first. me, Dom. <laughs> I'm first on this, and I just wanted to say, I, and you should have been like, Dom, Matt, let's tell us what you want to tell us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I, I just want to say, I'm sorry. I really thought I did it. There's like a lot of different, you know, things that I, I try to do when I'm making up that um, draft um, thing, the document, and everything, and it's just, it's not the it's the best way that I've found so far with adding the players in for the different triple A spots and everything. So, um, and and the only problem is if I do it and I say, Hey, look it over. What do you think of it? I would have to delete everything I did and start all over again. And it's, it's just annoying. Um, so sorry about that guys. Uh, and thank you very much to the league for letting us uh, do this real quickly. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't notice until like halfway through the draft when I started writing stuff down, I'm like, it's telling me I have four picks left, but, I had five, but like I said, it's not a big deal. It was one player, and yeah. it wasn't anything that threw off my draft or anything like that. So it wasn't. But you know. yeah, I had I had something else affect my team a little bit more happen today. Yeah. Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> not a big deal. <laughs> Anyways, what I'm gonna do? Uh, we're gonna go, uh, uh, Dom, since he was actually um, in front of you, Max, in the queue. Uh, 
I'm, we're just going to say Dom's going to nominate a guy to buck. And uh, the only person that can. <laughs> Dom, Dom, I'm capped out. I'm capped out. Just take it for a buck. Whatever you want. So, uh, $51. I'm, I'm, I put it at $51. I'm doing this again. If you want to spend more than $1 on that guy, go ahead. Pull it uh, anyways, Dom, where's your team? Do you change your team name, Dom? Yes, I did. What is it now? It is the Degrominator? Yes. All right, so edit roster, add, add player to Dom's team. Go ahead, Dom. Nico with a K, not a C. Good run from Detroit. I wanted and him I... so bad. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I knew it. No. I knew it. <laughs> and, Matt, I'm going to handcuff my closer. I'm just going to take Corey Knable. Um, the other guy that's injured? All right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, this is great. This is really easy. Wait, Nico Horner, right? N I C O. Nico Goodrum. N I C K O. Goodrum. N I C K O. Someone have him? What's his last name? Goodrum G? Yes. This is the riveting podcasting. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, G. when I typed it on Google, or Yahoo. N I C O. I got Nikki Lopez. N I K O. N I C O. Oh. N-I-K-O. N-I-K-O. There's two. Oh, Nico Goodrum got him, right? Yes. Yeah, the utility guy for Detroit. Uh, I hate that. It's so stupid. All right. Domino's guys added. And then commissioner settings. Manage other teams. Pretty much what I have to do every once in a while. Uh, edit rosters, exhilarating podcasting mm-hmm. right now. This is like this is this is this is what wins awards, kids. Yes. This is what a wins awards. I love how te- Scott's team name is Value Team. I just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> um, what's your team name there, Jester? There it is. Uh, add yeah. player, and you're going to add an injured guy. All right, fine. Um, what's his name? Corey Canable. And by the time the season starts, he won't be injured. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, fingers crossed. C O R R E Y? No, I don't know, dude. He spells it funny. His last Can name starts brother. with K. I'm looking. I'm looking. K. I'm in the app. K. Hold on. K K K K K K K. It's it's K N E B E L. No. First name is C O R E Y. There's not. Now it comes up. Didn't come up last time. Of course. All right. You're good then. You Both of you have that on your team. I'm going to take a buck away from each one of you, and you're good to go. Sweet. Thanks, Thanks. a lot. I'm yeah. sure everyone enjoyed that. were not the picks <laughs> I would have made, but that's fine. Of course. Matt, I, you didn't make a lot of picks I would have made yet. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, I definitely wouldn't have picked um Degrom. I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, no, Yelich. No, uh, Syndergaard. I definitely, yeah, because because we, we all knew he was going to yes. get hurt. I mean, <laughs> right? You, <laughs> those report, those reports were widespread the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, Saris was even reporting that. Yeah, how did I miss yeah. that? I mean, there's not a lot of picks you would have team. I had a lot of picks on my team. There's a lot of good picks on this team. I don't think there's a lot of – I don't – I didn't – you just made a few I wouldn't have made. Okay. 
right. We'll talk about that in a little bit. All right. Here we will. So what, while we're on it, what are some good picks other than all of Matt's team? Other than that. <laughs> you go first, Domino. Why not? Um, I – where is it? Sorry. Um, I got your team yeah. right here. Obviously, um, I wanted, you know, DeGrom and Yelich, and those were two guys I wanted, even though I was told afterwards I shouldn't have got Yelich. I should have got a, I should have got another pitcher in Max Serger. But uh, I thought uh, I got Solaire. I knew I could home down, discount him. Uh, I was happy with uh, Julio Rodriguez. I got him. Thought he might go for a little more. Uh, Sonny Gray, I was surprised that, um, I got him for less than I thought I was going to have to get him. And I, I know most people were like, some people were like, who in the hell is he? But I was really happy to get Tre- Grisham for uh, a buck. Yeah, that was a good pick, too. I, I thought on your team, the, the two ones I liked a lot, uh, Aaron Bummer for a buck. If, if you would have gotten him for more than a buck, I'm not really sure, maybe or so. Mm-hmm. But um, And then Trent, Gris- Trent Grisham, that's – yeah, that's for a buck. I thought that was good too. Yeah, so those were the. Yeah, I think, I think you, I think you filled out your outfield pretty nicely with the, the possible injuries, depending on the start of the season that you had. I think you, you kind of re- filled up your replacement outfield um, for like five or six bucks, and you did a pretty good job of it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, like I, I didn't, I wasn't planning on drafting that many outfielders, but like you said, I felt like I had to do it, and like. Chew for three bucks. I figure out that if I have to, he's a great fill-in. But if not, he's a guy I can drop. So that was where I was thinking along those lines. So, how about you, Max? Other than your fifty-one dollar, uh, Mary Whitfield, what were some good picks for you? Yeah, <laughs> um, I actually, I actually didn't really. I didn't really walk away from the draft thinking I did a very good job again. Um, my two favorite pick, I got, I got three guys I really wanted. I definitely wanted um, Bryce Harper. I wanted to really capitalize on what I felt was a pretty shallow outfield um, and kind of use the extra leverage I had with my, the amount of money I had going in the draft to kind of get another upper level outfielder. Um, and I also had my eye on, um, Boyd, Matthew Boyd for Detroit. I think he has a lot of upside and he had a good start to his season last year, kind of fizzled up towards the end. And I really feel like he can make a couple adjustments and have a, have a good season all the way through from beginning to end, depending on how long it is. Um, and then the other guy I really just wanted, I wanted is second base. Um, I got Brandon Lau or Lowe. I don't know which one it is. Um, Tampa confuses me sometimes. But I thought I would actually be spending – I thought he was going to go for a little bit more than he did. So I was really happy to get him for 6 bucks. He, he has some good stat cast um, data. And if he can get a permanent playing role or a perma- some more permanence in the, in the starting lineup, I really feel like he could have a good season no matter the length. So those are the three people that either I, I identified as wanting on my roster, but um, – I definitely got Matthew Boyd and Brandon Lau for a little bit more than, or a little bit less than I thought they would go for in the draft. Yeah, that Boyd is a solid pickup. And then um, another guy I thought I kind of was thinking about if I everything else felt it was Elvis Andrew. He just one of those, I guess you would say, like PJ kind of guy, like that consistent guy that's old, but he's going to be reliable for you. So. 
Yeah, and that's actually where I realized, like, first of all, I was distracted by beer at that point. <laughs> and I think he got auto-nominated, and then no one else bid him up. But after that, I was like, oh, it's okay, I got one more pick, so I can continue to maybe bid on somebody else that comes in that I might be able to like. And then Matt was like, oh, Max is done. And I was like, I'm done. And that's when I started looking at it. And then again, beer got the best of me. And I I, I didn't realize until later when Matt posted to my team, I was like, why do I still have Zach Davies on my <laughs> roster? This this doesn't seem right. So, And that's when I reached out to Matt. But yeah, I mean, who knows what Elvis Andrews, Andrews might do. I mean, he might be on the waiver wire in a week and a half. We'll see. Maddie, can you uh, break it down? Your good picks. Not just everyone yeah can you keep it to can you keep it to 45 minutes too (laughs) yeah we don't we don't have all night to talk about every single one of your picks just maybe maybe the top seven top seven i i actually just wanted to start off not really with my picks but like i was just going through everyone's team because i do that because i had it was making sure everyone was doing the contracts right and i just wanted to say like shout out to ken i just thought he like i thought he did a good draft like he only drafted one two three four five guys he spent money and he, i liked chris bryant chris bryant was one of my tree branches um that i was going after um but then he also got nolan arenado which i thought was smart move you know because you could use chris bryant in the outfield you know i i think his roster construction you know with what he has on his team needs to a lot of work um, and I'm gonna, I'm not talking about that right now. I'm more just talking about the guys he drafted. Then he got the Kirby Yates and, you know, he, Charlie Morton, which is, you know, I think I was a little high on it, but it wasn't too bad. I think Kirby Yates at $24. I mean, I, I think I paid $16 from last year. So it's not that much of a price increase for one of the best, the best closer, supposedly. And then Yuri Gurriel for two, you know, um, I mean, that was a guy I was hyping, trying to talk to everyone about, and I was literally blowing up people's blowing steam up people's ass because that was definitely not going to grab his ass. <laughs> but um, I just wanted to, I thought it was pretty good uh, those, those picks just as a as a whole. And then um, you know, just, I don't know, Chris does the same thing every time, man. Just does not spend money on the draft and kind of just picks a couple guys. I guess he did spend money last year a little bit on some guys because you know, um, he spent 44 on Rizzo and uh, 23 on uh, uh, Jermaine Marquez, but um, otherwise than that, I mean, this year, I mean, $18 is high player and Zach Wheeler, who was another guy I liked, but uh, just thought kind of like he had a steady kind of Eddie type of team. Um, as far as my team goes, um, you know, I, I was telling uh, Scott and Don this uh, the other day when we were uh, doing a draft. I had uh, kind of a plan. I wanted uh, Turner or I wanted Bryant or I was going to go with a uh, starting pitcher. Uh, the starting pitcher kind of thing went out the window because I just, I knew it wasn't going to happen. So it was either Turner or Bryant. Those are my tree um, decisions with the Turner pick. I wanted some pop. So I was going to get, um, you know, uh, uh, which I did. And then with the Bryant pick, I really didn't know I was going to go after that because I did not know how much it was going to go for. Um, and I, I honestly, the Turner and Moustakis um, pick, I, I, I wanted to get those two to, not even I wasn't even thinking this, but I knew that I could trade one or two of those guys to Niz to try to get Vlad. And when he came out with me, he's like, "Hey, we want to do something with Vlad with those two guys." I was like, "All in! I will do that for a heartbeat." I wanted Vlad. I still want Vlad. I I, I do think he is like the next fifty home run hitter. I know a lot of people don't think that, but whatever. Um, but as far as my good picks, um, I wanted Hauser. I didn't want to spend eight. I wanted to spend about like four. So uh, I was a little about that um 
uh, Hector Neris at 16. So I believe that he is the next Kirby Yates of this year. That's what I wanted. And my cap on him was 18. So I'm happy with that. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I just like my guys. I, I really wanted um, the guy Chris got for his triple A spot. And um, Dylan Carlson, when I couldn't get him, my next guy was Jared Kelnick, and I got him for $4, which honestly, I was willing to go up to 14, 15, 16 even on him. And um, Spencer Howard for a buck. I was like, really? Like, I mean, he, it, there's a. I, I, think, I think Spencer Howard's a little deeper than most people go, just to he's be in, honest. But he, I mean, there's, there's like a, there's an 80% chance he starts the season in the rotation. Yeah, I think. I just again, I I think he's probably outside the top thirty, but what propels him to is the fact that he might start opening day, or be in the opening rotation. You think so? Yeah, because I, I I'll be honest when you picked when you picked him up, I started looking into him. I wasn't I wasn't keen on Spencer Howard at all, and I I knew everybody else that was taken in the draft. So you weren't keen on him, or you didn't know about him. I I hadn't heard his name very often. Like, I, wow. I don't even think he's – I mean, he might be a top 10 um, prospect pitcher. But then again, I don't really pay attention to prospect pitchers. I mean, I, I, have, Mackenzie Gore, I have Mackenzie Gore because he hit the top the top three last late last year, so I got him. But I don't really pay – like, arms are I, – I, I feel like I was in a position offensively to where I could take a high risk on a, on a couple pitchers. So I got Dustin May and uh, Gore. But, I, I again, it might be my – my lack of focus on pitching, um, but I didn't hear. I, I hadn't heard of Spencer Howard before the draft. I think, and and that's kind of that's kind of surprising because didn't you? Who do you draft? You drafted the Arizona guy, Christian Robinson, right? Yeah, and I think I got time on him, but he's already a top ten prospect. But he's he's not a top ten prospect. Where is he a top ten prospect? Um, my list, my oh. my my populate my populated list. No, I mean. The people that I, the people that like, we, we talked about prospects, how you kind of have a couple places and you bounce, you look for repetition and names and repetition and rank. And I have, I have two, I have two main spots and then I have a third. Um, and two, the two main spots had him pretty high. So one might've been a little bit of a Homer, but the other one is, I, I feel like um, it's a pretty good spot where. Um, so, and the, the latest update ranks by, um, What's his name? The boy from Dawson Creek who's on the athletic. Um, he does his rings too on here. Um, Ian. Ian yeah. Khan. Yeah. So he Ian updates Khan. it. He's, these actually are updated by James Anderson. So I guess not Ian Khan. He, he has them at 13. And actually, shit, he's got, he's got Kalanick rep. But look at who, but look who's above him at 13. Look at those names that are definitely definite, like getting one up this year. That I shouldn't did. really be on a prospect list. Marco Luciano, like I, I, that dude is 18 years old. I can't believe. I mean, he's he's good. I don't know why anybody, why Gus drafts that guy. <laughs> That's I, a whole I, podcast. In, you know, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole. Um, but I get. Yeah, I, I, think, I guess I think me. And, I, I think me and Matt could go back and forth on yes. prospects for an hour. Yeah, we could. Yeah. But I guess so. My whole thing, the prospect thing, and I'm not. We don't have to spend an hour, and I know I'll try to keep it under here. But uh, Scotty kind of hit it on the head, and he was actually thinking the same thing I was. Is um, if my guy went, if I couldn't get Kelnick and Carlson or one of them, which one was your number one? I was going to completely. I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt you. 
No, uh, it Carl was Carlson. Carlson, Carlson okay. was my number one. I'll, here, I'll even I'll peel behind the curtain. Where's it at? It's right here. I, I'll tell you. This is this is how I had to rank. I had to rank Kalnick, Carlson, Rodriguez, Peterson, Howard, Bechet, uh Rutschman, Kiroff, and then I'll stop there because then there's a couple guys that I have ranked. Uh, there's uh, two spots that are still available. Then I had Royce Lewis. Then I had Alf Baum. Then I had Evan White. Then I had Jason Dominguez. Then I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven spots. There's no one's drafted. Then I had Corbin Carlson, Carl, Corbin Carl, which someone got him. Then I had uh, Christian Robinson. Then I had CJ Abrams, two spots open. Then I had Bobby Wood Jr. I had him way down there. Uh, I mean, I have Bobby Wood Jr. I'm not going to lie down by like six, six, so Sanchez and uh, Monty Harrison from really? Miami. Um, just because the, I mean, just in our league, like, I don't know, shortstop is so deep. Like Scott even said it, he got five shortstops. <laughs> it's so mm-hmm. deep. Like, I mean, I, I don't mind taking a guy in my triple A spot and letting him sit in there, but it, like Scott's got two amazing shortstops for a long-term deal. By the end of those guys, maybe Bobby Witt will be available, but at the point in time, he's probably not going to be on this team. He's going to flip them. And who wants to sit? I don't know. Just I, I see more and more people like Max. You've been sitting with prospects on your team for a while. Um, excuse me. I just I'm just uh, I don't. Know, I just I want the guy that's a year away, maybe two years away. So um, just going back to what I was saying was, uh, if I couldn't get Kelnick or Carlson, I was going to go with uh, Evan White and then the two uh, Japanese guys um, or Asian guys. Um, I, I got one of them. Uh, the other one I got, I wanted Yoshi, um, but he went for a little bit more than I was willing to go. And I was going to put him in the triple A spot and kind of sit on him and wait on him and see what they were going to do in the season. And then maybe I can bring him up if uh, I liked them. And then I would have these spots open for other guys. The problem is I started thinking about it during the draft. I'm like, I should have thought about this early. We could have a shortened season. So then that's when I jumped on my Spencer Howard and I already had a Kellenic, So I'm like, sweet. I'll, I'll pick up Evan White for a buck. Um, I'm not saying I really like um, the Evan White pick, really, because I'm kind of scared of him. But um, otherwise than that, I mean, I, I, I like my team as a whole. I'm not going to say there's like a, a, a really good pick. A lot of the guys that I wanted, I got for the price that I thought I could probably get them at. Um, trying to look right now, like, I don't know, like, I guess maybe the Hector Neris. I was really happy I got him. And Hauser um, and Shogi Akanaime. Um, I wanted them, so three bucks I was happy with too, and really Moto. So I like the picks, but I'm not like I'm, I'm, I guess the, the most pick that I'm really excited about was the Jared Kelnick pick. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I also kind of and going back to like giving somebody else a little bit of pub here is um, I like what Sean did, and maybe not on his higher dollar people because like I don't like Ben Attendee at thirteen dollars, but I sure as hell like AJ Pollock for two. Um, then Mike, he had somebody Michael else. Brantley for five. <laughs> Michael Brantley at five. I think he did a good job That's on those bad. two in particular. Um, but even Reese Hoskins at 19, I mean, that could end up being a deal um, just based on projections and what, what, where he was at when it came to potential, let's say a year and a half ago, um, or even it just a year ago. I think that a lot of people had, you know, high hopes for him. So, when he, I think that Sean did a did a good job in just again having some some maybe a little bit higher upside guys or taking a risk like AJ Pollock. It all boils down to playing time and if he gets hurt, but if he stays healthy and he can get more playing time in that that lineup, 
and counting stats are going to be all over the place in that that high octane offense at in uh, in LA. So, I think he yeah, had a couple I, good picks. I I think that there's and I, I hate dogging people's teams, but I I just don't understand. I guess people's roster construction, you know, and and I know Dom, you 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 literally have six outfielders on your team. I was looking at your team the other day, and it's just like I I I can't even stomach looking at my team if I don't have some flexibility on it. Um, you know, and I'm not, you, you did that for a purpose. You know, you want to make sure that you have the guys um, in case some of your guys are hurt so you can move them in and out. But again, your, your bench besides now Nico Goodrum, which is good is Nico Goodrum and Hunter Dozer, which last year were pretty poor players. Even this year, they're pretty poor players. Your bench is full of Chu, Dozer and Goodrum. Just, you know, I, it's, I guess it is what it is. Like I said, choosing, he can get you some stats in the beginning of the season. Just got a really good OBP, and then we'll see where he goes from there. And you know, this is his swan song season. So, well, Goodrum's like a 15, fifteen guy, and he plays four positions. Yeah, and he's and he's he's always gonna play. And, and yeah, and that's what I said by picking that was this was before that kind of pick. You know, I was just saying by that. But just going back to Sean's team, like you're saying, these are good picks and everything. But I mean, we're going back to the, like the winter meetings and you know the the time that we the trading season is again. He he has this Michael Chavis pick that is a seven dollar player on his team, and everyone in this league talks about value, right? He has a seven dollar Michael Chavis pick, right? So that's his first base or shortstop, or if it's his bench, I'm assuming it's going to be his bench. But So you also had Turner on his team, so there's not, you know, uh, I'm sorry, he also had Machado and Turner already on his team, and DJ LeMayhew. So now pretty much third, or sorry, short, third, and first base, or second base are taken. He gets Reese Hoskins. So now he's got, he's got all those positions taken up, right? And then now, on top of it, he already, he drafted Pham, Benintendi, uh, Pollock, who just says a good pick, Brantley. That's three, um, outfielders and he drafted will myers five outfielders so now pretty much he has pushed a seven dollar michael chavis to the bench if you went through this entire league no one has a seven dollar player on their bench that is not going to even produce seven dollars worth of value so i look at it as like why spend two dollars on pollock when you could have just spent two dollars on any pitcher you wanted to and got that those stats and that's a way better use of the $2 than to put a, a, a guy where you're now you're flipping between AJ Pollock and, you know, Michael Chavis just on your bench. And, and that's where I look at it as like, okay, maybe $2 for AJ Pollock isn't bad, but on Sean's team for what he already has, it is bad. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think the Will Myers pick for four is twice as bad as the AJ Pollock for two, but that's just that was more timing than anything else. I mean, and then also where Will Myers is projected to be in that that very crowded roster in San Diego. Um, but again, that for me, like I have no flexibility. If I lose one of my starting, like one of my starting offensive guys, I'm I'm in trouble. And injuries apparently plagued me last year, and they're already plagued. They might start the plague might be starting today for my team. So. Um, it just, again, kind of the dice roll that you, kind of the dice roll of the draft and how things fall to you. And, um, you know, just like Syndergaard, once I drafted Syndergaard, I was 50, 50 on it. And I was like, did I, 
did I spend more money on Syndergaard when I could have got more, I could have got similar production for a little bit cheaper and then had money for closers. Cause now I'm in trouble with closers and I just, I couldn't click a couple more dollars because of my investment that I made in Syndergaard earlier in the draft. So again, the, it, it happens pretty quickly. And, you know, even Gus made that point of like, he would really enjoy having an in-person draft because I think it would slow things down a little bit and allow you to process in between picks a little bit more. Oh, come um, on. They, they like, that guy couldn't, couldn't look at a screen and then look well, at the right-hand corner. There's no way that that would be impossible. It goes way too. It it, it goes faster in in that. Um, yeah, I, he I wanted to be the auctioneer yeah. and manage and yeah. manage the board. He was like I. So he was he's saying that he could manage that. You know what that says to me is that he wanted to slow down the draft himself. Possibly. Yeah. So you know you can. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I don't know. I'll put this out to you guys. We talk good picks. Um, like people, like even talking to Gus and Sean and looking at all these picks and stuff. People draft names. No one drafts like again. We're talking about good picks, and I'll tell you right now. I'm, I'm trying to pick out a player on my team that's a good pick. I I don't think that there is like a, a great pick or a good pick. I just think they're all solid picks, and they're all what I wanted to do. You know, did I get you know sniped, and did I want some other players? Yeah, I did, but I I had like plan A B C D mm-hmm. E F G. You know, because I knew what I was going for, and. I mean, like Sean, he was drafted by names. I'm not gonna lie, Dave. He was drafted by names. Niz might have been mostly drafted by names. You want, you know, maybe not so much. Sean, like I said, definitely Gus for sure. Chris, maybe, maybe not. Scotty, probably not. But for the most part, I think he was a little bit. Max, I don't know. PJ was drafted by names. I mean, <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? Are you, you know every name that I drafted. Well. Well, I, think, I mean, I so you drafted you, you, I'm the one, the two that I don't, we're going to get to it, but there's two players on your team that I just don't understand for what you already, you're already going with. So we can get to that. I was just saying, like, these good picks, if we were to do this with like half the league, they're going to tell me these names. And then I'll be like, okay, that's a pick that you like because of why. What is this guy's name going to get you as far as stats go? And they'll be like, well, you know, I like this and I like this as a player. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you. You drafted this guy because of his stats. He's going to get you to help your team, not what he does and what you think he's going to do. It's just, you know, we're going back to the same thing that, you know, I pretty much always talk about. It's week-to-week type of management of everyone's team. And people are drafting by name. And it's a very hard league to, 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 to understand and quantify as far as when we do an auction because you see a name in some of these things and they just go up mm-hmm. a couple bucks. Like I, I was, I really wanted well, like yeah. Mustakas, and I didn't think any that he was going to go for eighteen. And then I also liked Muncie, and you know, next thing you know, it's like two dollars. Next thing you know, Gus goes twenty. So, I, Gus had a good explanation on him. I'll say that, but yeah, I, but I felt like yeah. that was crazy. But but he he wanted the guy, and he got the guy. So for him, it, it was a good pick for him. So. Yeah. So, good picks all around, guys. I think everyone everyone got at least one good pick. So, um, any bad picks other than fifty one dollars for uh, Whitfield? Whit? 
We should have made you keep and then, that. And then, and, then, that. and then $31 well, on At the Noah time, Zindergard. it wasn't a bad pick, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, had I had to pick, if I had to sit on Merrifield, I just i I wouldn't have invested in Harper, and I wouldn't have had to, I wouldn't have drafted Brandon Lau. So, I would, I, I would have scrambled, and maybe I wouldn't have had Syndergaard either. So had after had you won him at fifty one, did you just throw your laptop on the ground or your phone and just run to run to the? Run to the well. I didn't mean to hang up. I fridge and I didn't mean to hang up. I just wanted to mute. <laughs> no, yeah, I, was, I didn't want to. I didn't. Truly, <laughs> yeah, dude. Truly, he said both of you guys. Truly square, dude. You he said Ken both of you guys were going to drink uh, seltzer. <laughs> he did. Who's that? Says on Friday. I wasn't he drinking. Oh, wait, why would I do that? Me and uh, me and Matt are going to be drinking. Seltzer, and then he showed me a picture of Truly. <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, hey, don't. don't I had like white claw. Have you guys had whatever. Truly yet? No. <laughs> no, get Truly. It's a lot better. Okay. Better than the the, the white claw. Wait, hold on. Attention, everybody. I'm going to be looking for a new host and a new gesture of the podcast. <laughs> I was doing it wrong. The Truly's. <laughs> So, besides bad picks on uh, my 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 beverage that day, um, my bet like <laughs> who do I think had some bad picks? Um, this is the team. <laughs> let me let me just scroll through here real quick. Um, I'll kick it off. Let's let's do a rotation here. So I already mentioned I already mentioned uh, Will Myers. I think that was a bad pick. I also I also think Madison Bumgarner for seventeen bucks is a little steep. Um, so yeah, those those are my first two. You got it. You got um, any Dom? Where was who was I looking? I think David Price for nineteen. I think that was on Dave's part. I think he could have used that and got some better pitching. I know he's on a team, but there's a lot of miles on that arm. Yeah, I. I... Like I don't mind David Price. I kind of like David Price. Nineteen. I, I agree with you, Dom. I, I think all you, whatever you said was that is is accurate. I just think he was like you know one of the first. I I threw him out because I really wanted to see where he'd go. I I like him. I, I had him for I had him for like I think twelve dollars, maybe even less than that. I think I had him for eight, and I bumped him up to twelve. I think that was just the it was just the timing of that whole thing for that particular player. Um, but yeah, I kind of I, I mean I agree with that a little bit too. I, I don't I talk about bad picks and I'm not like saying overall, but I, I still go back to like just stats on your team and your team position, you know, a flexibility type of thing like that. And like Memo's team, I, I like Memo's team a lot going into the draft. And I feel like he was going to do have a pretty good draft. Honestly, I like the two prospects he got in, in uh, Kirloff and Rutschman. He might have to sit on them, but Memo does that. I mean, he really does sit on his players for a long time. So not a bad thing. Um, but like he got Jose Brady for 18. Then he turns around and gets Edwin and Carcino for five, like a couple picks later. And those are the two guys I was looking at in my deep first baseman option when everyone was kind of going gone. And I'm like, wow, man, I just thought like, that's just, I, I thought it was a little bit of a, a reach because he already has two first or two third basemen on his team. Um, I don't know. He doesn't mean he only has one. I don't know. I just looked at it. He's got he's got an empty spot in Brandon Rogers, who's just going to sit and clog up his bench. He's got he's pretty deep in outfield already, 
and then um, uh, Villar's on second base, and then he drafted uh, Jeff McNeil, though he's really only going to play third base, but he's got Mokata. Oh, yeah, so he's got two third basemen there. That's kind of where I was looking at that. So, again, he's got three. Where's the other one there? I did see another one, too, didn't I? Was Jose Ramirez. Oh, yeah, he drafted Jose Ramirez. That was the other – oh, yeah, he drafted him. And that was – I didn't get – like, I just – like, I didn't get that at all. So, you draft you, – you basically have two third basemen, two first basemen on your team, and then on top of it, you have one guy that's going to sit on your bench and clog another bench. So, now you go from a seven-person bench to a six-person bench automatically, and where my bench is typically one to two people on batting – you know, hitting, uh, hitting's lower on it. You're, you're clogging that up with, 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 uh, with, uh, with that. And, um, I don't know. I just, I guess I just didn't get it. So, um, I mean, I, essentially he's, he's going to either going to be sitting Edwin in Carcion or Jeff McNeil or yeah, or, or, or VR because he has a short stop. Riviera can play second base, but then then you're not playing you're not playing Jeff McNeil at all. He's usually a utility guy for three years at eight dollars. Never mind, I was wrong. People do have bad players on their bench for more than seven dollars. <laughs> well, Jeff McNeil is not necessarily bad. He had one semi good year in the juice ball. He's got a good OBP, yeah. I guess. I don't know, but um, here we're talking about bad picks. You you got a Tell me about this Brandon Lowe, like, or Lau. I don't care whatever you want to call it, but, I mean, that's your second baseman. Scotty did the same thing. He drafted a guy that's not a very good second baseman as well. Like, I, I, I think we had podcasts. I don't know if you were on them or not, but me and Dom had podcasts saying how second base is not a deep position and you should try to get a good second baseman. Evidently, you didn't listen to that podcast or you weren't, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> listen to any podcast this entire off season, not a one. And none of them. And actually, all of them said, "Don't draft that guy." That's why I got him. Oh, because I'm just going against the curve. So, I mean, Tampa, so if I need, it's to, not like Tampa's got like sixteen thousand people batting in their lineup. Well, I mean, okay, so yeah, they. I'm I'm a little concerned about. I, I said that earlier. I'm a little concerned about playing time, but in the shortened season, um, yeah. I think everybody should be concerned about playing time, right? Um, Except for the guys that play every he, day. He, he's, proje- he's projected to have 24 home runs. So from second base, that's a pretty good number for that. Yeah, and I, a 321 I, OBP. I, I mean, it'll be, I, I have 21 home runs, 75 RBIs, 45 uh, walks. So the OBP 325 is what I have. And then um, – Run sixty-eight. I mean, I don't even know when he's gonna where he's gonna hit. What does Ross Resource have him hitting? Where is he hitting? Well, I looked at second base and I didn't really feel like I, I again Whit Merrifield was my number one. I threw fifty-one on him, and you guys didn't let me keep him. <laughs> yes, so, uh, yes, we will. Let's yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. But um, but what what sticks out to me with Brandon Lowe or Lau, whatever his last name is. I don't even know how many he's on my team, Lau. right? You have Lau. Yeah, it's Lau, right? Yeah. Um, it's really his stat cast. So I'm looking it up right now. So Rasa Research does have him batting leadoff right now. Yeah. 
but so but that, he has a understand is there's no way they're going to bat him lead off when he's when Austin Meadows I would say out of everybody in the in the Tampa Bay the guy who's going to bat almost every day is Austin Meadows and he's going to hit second all right I would say so yeah okay so he's a left-handed bat so you're telling me you're going to go lefty lefty righty then with Diaz you can switch it up maybe with Diaz and Chow um and, I, I, I mean, but, the roster resource guy knows what he's talking about. No, it's pretty accurate. I was going to go lefty, lefty, right off. No one, no one will do that. Maybe. Okay, I, so just, so just again, this is just two things: a hard hit percentage, his hard percent, his hard hit percentage, which is exit velocity above ninety five percent, ninety five miles per hour, is a forty six point two. Okay, forty six percent. So basically, thirty percent of the time, he has a hard hit ball, and then his then his. Um, sweet spot launch angle is a 40.2. So just to compare it, compare that um, he's, he's right in the range with um, a guy named Christian Yelich. So for six bucks, I'll take a flyer at second base when I feel like there are a couple options still on the waiver wire that I actually have on my watch list right now. Um and that might be a, an early season pickup for me uh, if, if I, if need be, and I'm not getting, I'm not, I'm not seeing the results out of him that I want, but I, I, like I said, I thought he was going to go for a little bit more. Um, but I, I kind of like the data that there is, I'm going to throw him in a two year and see if I need to drop him, I drop him, but I really feel like there's quite a bit of upside there. So if we all want to name maybe one it. more and then we can move on. Actually, Okay. Oh, hold on. I'm not done moving on. We can move on in a second. Okay. But um, let him let him let him pick on me a little more. Yeah, it's it's fun. Um, I I, I just like I, I just don't see it. Like even like I I'll say the uh the difference in ISO for like ATC has him at a two seventeen. I mean, no one's even street uh, steamers got him at a two hundred. Zips is a one ninety eight. Death has him at a 199. The bats got him at like a 206. I mean, the AT- ATC loves this guy. No wonder you love him so much. I do like ATC. He's a pretty accurate guy. Yeah, but also he is also not the highest on him OBP. And if we go to our boy Nick Pollock, he actually says his weakness is average in OBP, which is, I don't know, very bizarre because if you go to these other sites, like, 325 OVP, is that really a weakness? I mean, it's low, but it's not like – I wouldn't say that's a weakness. I wouldn't call it a weakness. Yeah, I wouldn't either. It's average. Yeah. Or yeah, when I, when, I did my, when, I, when I did my sorting and my, my, like, my colors, yeah, it, I think I put 320, 320 as middle of the road. Like I, below 320, you're hurting. Above 320, you're, you're not you're, – you're helping. Yeah. Ah, you know, I mean, we can see. Um, I guess – who knows? And what did he do last year? I mean, 42, he 17 home runs, 51 RBIs, five stolen bases. And how many plate appearances? Mm-hmm. I think it's got to be less 80, than 500. He, three, 327. There you go. It's pretty good. He had a 34.6K percentage. He's young. He's <laughs> swinging shit. Um, I'm saying. <laughs> um, we turn my bad picks. I'm not upset about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, uh, 
I mean, I'm not going to defend my uh, um, Bumgarner pick. I like Bumgarner. Um, I think he's uh, one of those kind of steady Eddie type of guys. And I know you said I was 17. Um, but I mean, PJ was bidding me up on almost every player. Like I, he was literally bidding me up on every player. It was, it was, it was you know, almost like pissed me off because uh, he got kind of stuck with Max Reed for $18. He put him in a one year. Even if I got sucked. You're talking about PJ, not, I thought you said Scott. No, PJ, PJ was bidding you up. PJ was bidding me up on every player. Okay. I mean, not, I mean, not every player, but a lot of the players he was bidding me up on. And, uh, I mean, so be it. You know, I'm not saying he doesn't do any research. I'm not saying anything more than that. I'm just saying he was bidding me up more than anybody else was. And especially that Max Freed. I had Max Freed at $4. He went for $18. Just tell me. I mean. That's low. $4? I had Freed. I had Freed at like 12 All right. But 18 is high then still, I guess. And he, and then yeah. that's the thing is he puts him in a one year. The guy's young and he's in Atlanta. And like he's their next up and coming guy. And and then he goes and puts. Um, uh, Chris Seal at seven dollars for three years, who's not even going to play. It just ah, it doesn't make any freaking sense. Freaking, you put um, which I don't understand, and I don't agree with it all. Justin Verlander for two years at thirty-four, just don't agree with that. And so whatever. Jane Paxton ten dollars for three years. PJ likes his old guys that are hurt, I guess. Um, but no, I mean, uh, I think I think I think PJ's hoping like a couple of those picks was just hide him on my roster, hide him in a contract, throw him on my IL and hope no one else gets hurt. But I, I just feel like even, I mean, the, the Verlander pick for 34 bucks isn't terrible. Um, again, I just, I feel like he's, he's hoping he's, he's hoping for um, a couple, you know, diamonds in the rough or just, you know, just, just going with a name that might be a little bit lower for whatever lower uh, cost right now, for whatever reason, and hoping they, hoping they show out and can, you know, he had a, he had a lot of, he had a lot of positions to fill. And this kind of goes back to like drafting names versus drafting numbers. And I would say that I, I drafted a couple of names because of the position of my roster um, where I was a little more, a little more comfortable spending a little bit more on a name because a name usually equals floor like an expected stat and, you know, just where I was with the amount of money I had in the roster I had going into the draft, I felt like I could spend a little bit more on some solid names. Um, and there's just other people that find themselves in a different spot to where they have to, they have to find a little bit more, they have to go on a little bit more expected stats and take a little bit more risks when it comes to injury or, you know, they had a, they had underperformed last year and hopefully they have a good year or, you know, even Charlie Blackman, like a final ride, you know, $35 best spent on Charlie Blackman. If that guy can do what he's done over the last four or five years, he's, it's going to be a good pick for him. But if that guy falls off a cliff, like I'm thinking he might do, he's going to, it's going to hurt him. Like, I, I don't understand how he got Charlie Blackman for 35, but then turns around and gets Josh, Josh Donaldson for 15. I mean, that alone just shows you how random our draft can be at times. Um, just between those two players and their age, what they did last year, the year before that, and what they're projected to do this year. Yeah. And then uh, just, you know, last, uh, I mean, again, I, I guess I kind of, 
I do feel bad that no one can defend themselves right now, but talking about their team. But again, I, no one looks at roster construction in our league. Not, sorry, I'll take that back. Very few people look at roster, roster construction in our league. And here's this case in point, Niz. He drafted where he has a five-person bench and his hitting. So his hitting guys are five people deep, right? He has going to be starting mm-hmm. with Matt Manning and Nate Peterson on his bench, five, six, seven. His bench is full. His starting pitching is going to be yeah. Rich Hill, who is maybe, maybe, maybe he's going to start this season. Again, like we were talking about this. Like I'm like, why would you draft? You already have two guys on your bench that can't play. You're going to draft another guy that maybe will play, maybe not will play. It's just so – it's so much um, volatility. He should have drafted someone – it has like a um, a fourth starter role or something like that, whatever it is, you know. And then also, he, he I mean, he, he's got Kopak, he, you know, he's got Luis Castillo, I like. He's got Snell, who I like. He's he's got Scherzer, you know. But again, that's it. That's all he's got. He's got four starting pitchers. Oh, he's got Wainwright, who uh, he's got Wainwright, Scherzer, uh, Snell, Castillo, and Kopak. He has five starting pitchers. Um, and I'm as Kopech gonna be on a pitch limit. Oh, or, I, would, I mean, I I mean they're gonna baby him a little bit. I would say uh, he's probably gonna be in the bullpen. I'd be, you know, at the start. Uh, yeah, they're gonna bullpen him. That's this year, that's what I would on a short do. Season. You know, uh, he has one reliever in Luke Wilson, uh, Luke Jackson. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know, you know, and then and then he makes this trade to give up a. I think a blue chip prospect type guy that's just coming to his own to get some speed under his belt. And then I, I even tell him like, why would you do that? You have a med Rosario on your team. You have now a guy like his, his bench. I don't know. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. It frustrates the shit out of me. Cause I think these guys have really no clue sometimes like you're doing this draft and you're like going through it and like, Oh yeah, I want this guy. I want this guy. Oh wait. What does my roster look like? Oh, who cares? I'm just going to draft this guy. I like this guy. I like this guy. I like his name. He hit home runs last year. It's like a caveman hitting himself over the head with a bat. Oh, I take you. You my woman. (laughs) Instead, I draft Mark Cannon, who plays first base in outfield. And I already have a first base in seven outfielders. That's all right. Thanks, Niz, for playing. Thanks, Gus, for playing. See, Dom, this is what I, this is how I was talking about you like three years ago. I was like, uh huh. Hey, that's why you get, that's why you get to get on the get on this thing yes. every week and educate the league. I try to on what they're doing wrong. Yeah, and then and then halfway through this season, you're just going to trade away mm-hmm. everybody. And make make a make a Ken two next. I do. Year. I'm. A, I'm. A, you know what? This year, I Niz is gonna be my team. I already started. I already gave him some good players. I'm just gonna keep doing that. Niz, uh, you're my charity case this year, Niz. You're my uh, case. Lucky Niz. Lucky Niz. I think okay. we, we've done bad picks enough. Dom. So, uh, what went wrong? Wrong for you. Well, I, I mentioned this already. I think I think going drafting Noah Syndergaard for thirty one dollars put me in a position to where I didn't go. 
like because even now i'm like scrolling through like what what some closers went for like nick anderson 15 dollars um the guy for the cincinnati reds went for nine and i keep going through here and it's like i was i was on that i, I mean it just got to the end and i was like oh i'll go at the next guy even you dom you got hansel Rob- robles i was on him for about that nine eight nine dollar <laughs> range and it's like because of the money I spent on Syndergaard, I couldn't, I couldn't press and get a closer. Which now I feel like I've really set myself up to where I went. I had a huge advantage with Josh Hader, and now I'm playing catch up. Um, so hopefully, no more of my starters get hurt, and I'm able to flip a couple um, and maybe get some uh, help. I felt like I really so. needed. I really wanted to get a better third baseman. That way, I could move. I felt it was deeper than shortstop because I needed one of the two, and I could move. I had the flexibility with Bregman, and um, I didn't know what you know when Madrigal. And I don't know if I'm even gonna bring him up this year, but it was just like I, I, just, I wasn't planning on getting goals from it at all. And then I kind of got I invested in him, and then it kind of like spiraled I'm like all right and then all these other third basemen went and I got Corey Seager for seven but you know hopefully with a lot of potential there but you know it's a great lineup and he's going to be batting maybe fifth sixth in there so hopefully good RBI opportunities there so that's a question mark for me but I really wanted to do something a little stronger than him in that shortstop or third base position yeah for me i actually i I actually really liked it i forgot about your seager pick i actually really like your seager pick i had seager i had seager on my um somebody that i was kind of going after um but then when again i started spending money like crazy on starting pitching i uh i kind of forgot about seager and when you picked him up i was like damn if I had the roster space, I would take. I would have got him for eight. I hear what you're saying too, Don. I don't like, um, I mean, but I think at that point in time, like picking up someone like that, and you know, you having a little bit of this more flexibility mm-hmm. with the money things, it wasn't bad. Um, I mean, I don't want to go back into the last topic, but the Paul Goldsmith, I'm, I was a little concerned about, but he was like one of the guys I kind of had on my team. I didn't want to spend twenty one for. But you got them, you know, I feel like you have the – you have a little bit of roster flexibility to, to, to sustain an injury or two or maybe a slump or two. So, of course, the year one's not too bad. It really isn't. I mean, it's – it is it, – Yeah. The guy, the guy was good for a little bit of time. As long as he comes out hot, I guess, um, it'll be well worth it. So, who knows? Yeah. Um, as far as mine goes, um, I'm going like two dollars here. Um, you know, what went wrong for me was this is stupid because I didn't even listen to myself. I just was like, I, I knew starting pitching was going to go more than when I had it, you know, in my little cheat sheet for. I knew it was going to go for a lot. I knew people were going to bid me up on players just randomly. Which I thought was kind of funny. Like I didn't feel like Memo or Dave bid me players, people. It was feel like it was everybody else. Um, but I just kept like looking at players, like um, like you know Max had 
players I really liked. I go, I wanted Grinky. I wanted Grinky really, really bad, actually. But I didn't have him. $38 for Grinky, I think, is re- kind of ridiculous. If you look at what, like, how much is the Grom going for? Uh, 50. 50. So, like, you got Grinky mm-hmm. and Strong. 53, yeah, $53, right? $53. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's not that much of a difference. But, like, Strasburg, he went for 36 Grinky went for more than him. And Strasburg was definitely better than him last year. I know this is one year breakout, but I think at some of these pitching, and it just went for a lot, a lot of money that I was not expecting him to go for. Like, Zach Wheeler for 18 Yeah, I was a little surprised, like, wow, too. Really? I had him on my list. So, um, of uh, of guys I wanted, but not at that price. Yeah, and we talked about you know Hunjin Ryu for twelve. I had him for like three, but that's just me. Uh, Max Scherzer fifty four. I guess it's not too bad. I had actually, I, I he was kind of a, that was the that was the plan of mine because I know I could have hometown discounted him. But I like I said when I started seeing how much pitching was going for, I was like, all right, I'm backing off. Um, and I, I think just you know you know when you look at it. it and these numbers at the end of the day, they're probably not really that crazy. It's just in the heat of the moment. I just felt like they were, they were going for more than what I thought. And um, I don't know. just, I feel like there's still some deals out there. So um, I wasn't too, too bad with it, but that's, that's kind of what went yeah. wrong. Is that what we're talking about now? What are we talking about? Well, yeah. What went wrong for you? Yeah. It's just, I, 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 I was a little out of place with that and, I had my hitting like a really focusing on that. And wasn't, I guess, as focusing as much as, as I could have on the pitching. Um, there was one time though, like I, I just felt like there's four or five pitchers in this one spot. It was like, um, uh, I, it, it had the top of the guy was on, I had four guys in this one spot and um, Sonny yeah. Gray was one of them. And you got up to 23, right Domino? Yeah. So I was like, I was like, man, right then and there, I knew it. I'm like, I'm not going to get any of these four guys because I they're all five or six dollars more than what I wanted to spend. Um, and and I had I had this, you know, I had this dollar amount I wanted to go into the season with, and it was like 35. I have 39. Um, I think I have 39. So um, could I have spent a couple more dollars here or there, probably. But that's about what went wrong for me. Just not. Not 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 uh, adjusting to the prices the pitching was going and seeing where I could um, subtract from my hitting to put toward my pitching. So that was it. Yeah, and then uh, okay, and then um, you it. think we'll have baseball in November? Hey, so here I'm going to start with this one. I I put this in here, and the only reason I put this in here is because. I was on Yahoo trying to get the teams all to go, you know, together. And, and I kept looking at it and I'm like, it keeps saying there's 22 weeks or 21 weeks. I'm like, why is there 21 weeks? We're not going to play 21 weeks. And Yahoo then has this little like message on it. And it said, we put a full season together just in case this happens. So we don't have to go back and adjust it. Because <laughs> I guess they have like the worst programmers ever. And I'm like, Really? Like you, you, you put a full season together. Like we're going to, we're not going to play a full season. Like, you know, in, in fantasy terms, that is. And I don't know, has anybody looked at this? Like just what, just what this would look like. Just what would a full season look like if instead of we, if we started on five, seven, so May 7th, 
and you could say you can start a week later than that and may 14th it doesn't really matter but i was looking at it so essentially if you go to schedule in yahoo it still has 21 weeks it's the exact same that we've done last year and the last week of the season is november 5th that's when it starts is that crazy and that's if opening day is what may 7th which is what they what they're projecting. That's right what now, Yahoo right? says. Yes, they they they've. Uh, I, I don't I, think the, baseball is coming. Back I don't think for it is. Either. I'm just saying. Going to have just to just take all that out of it. Just talking about having baseball in November and then playoff and 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 the 21st. Just so you know, that's still regular. After that, we would have the playoffs. So you're talking about baseball going yeah. through November. So the World Series would be in December. I just thought right. that was crazy. Just crazy to think about. Mentioned it and be like, if they, you know, yeah. if they came to that, they would have to play neutral sites and new, you know, and domes and oh, yeah. southern. Because there's no way in the heck you would want to be sitting in Chicago at a baseball game in November, December. Yeah. So. On the same thing you no just way. said, Domino, I looked up – I probably should have been doing a lot more stuff the other day, but I was looking up neutral sites. And anything – I had like a kind of like a line in mind that was basically um, – it was like a quarter of Texas, most of Florida, California, Arizona, Nevada, um, and uh, New Mexico even. And I came up with almost like 40 sites that they could play in. And a lot of them were AAA sites. Some of them were college sites. Um, I didn't know this, but there's like five like sites in Florida that have baseball facilities in them that can hold at least uh, like I think like twenty to thirty thousand people. I was yeah. like, I was shocked by that. And then like for example, like uh, where the um, uh, the uh, uh, isotopes play in um, Vegas. That stadium has a capacity of like seventeen or 20,000 people, but they also have a lawn seating and they also have some capacity outside that mm. almost could get it up to 30. I, and I know like what's Wrigley Wrigley's at like 30 yeah. though, isn't it? 34, mm. 35, I think. Yeah. I think it's like, yeah, I think it's like, yeah. Mid okay. So, 30s, like 35. You know, I mean, granted all, I mean, you know, we're talking about stadiums are a lot lower. I know like Yankee stadiums probably up in the seventies or something like that. I, I'm guessing, I don't know about, you know, I just I was thinking of that, like an isotopes. Hey, listen guys, you're not going to play a couple of weeks because we're going to have a big league team in here and it's in Vegas and it's not it's mm-hmm. down the street yeah. from where the Vegas Kings play the new hockey team. I was just thinking, just thinking yeah. about that. And uh, who who is Isotopes? Their their uh, affiliates, uh, Colorado, right? And so I mean, it, uh, yeah, it's sure. Colorado. Um, but I, I <laughs> damn it, come on, out. come anyway, on, intern. Uh, this is your job. What 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 Maine. what does M? What Hard state Michigan. is Emmy down? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I don't know. I I was thinking about that today. Actually, what got me thinking about that was actually that two trillion dollars, and I was like, two trillion dollars, and we're playing baseball in November. Fuck this. Uh, My wife has shown me this meme that's been going around Mm -hmm. that says we should uh, just cancel 2020 altogether and just close it out i'm like yeah i mean like shit if we're playing baseball in december or november and we have two trillion dollars that we're printing money with 
maybe so. Well, for for me, for me, it all boils down to what is baseball. Baseball is a season of attrition, and or whatever, however you pronounce that word, like length. The length of the season is important. So, as a baseball fan, do I want to see a fifty-four game regular season and a full playoff, or do I want to see a Seventy-game season in a full play. Like, at what point is there not enough games to where, whether the owners decide to do it or not, what is what is like what at what point is it like you know what this is just as bad as stealing signs and because it's it's taking away from the game and what it what it is. I I um, honestly I would say right now I would so, love to see baseball played all the way through into November and December, and I don't think that's taking away anything from I the think game. That's way better than having playing in a neutral spot. Two double headers or a double header every week, and these guys just constantly playing. You're just going to see so many more injuries, even if they expand the rosters. So, you're just going to be seeing these guys are going to have to take days off, or they're just going to be getting hurt. Yeah, and I think I think playing in the Isotope Stadium or going down to the um, the one they have in Tampa that's for the uh, USA baseball team is way better than going to like uh, mm-hmm. London or going down to the middle of Venezuela somewhere where these players are like half the time. I mean, I understand it's very uh, emotional for their 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 country and they're going to visit a team and this other stuff. But those players hated going to London. They hated. Yeah, but that's 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 one series versus a. But this year there was wait. This year there was four series outside of the United States. Four four series. So what is that? Twelve games. You're talking about months of games outside of outside of, and like, Statcast is gone because there it's not so like there's a lot of money invested into like what MLB is and the stat driven sport that it is, and you're putting all that on hold just so the owners can get paid at some point. And like, that's the other thing. If they're playing till December 30th, then you're going to turn around. Then you're going to turn around and have, then you're going to turn around and have two months off to start. Oh yeah. This season is going to be short. The off season is going to be shorter for sure. And I'm sorry, I don't care about stat yet, but I care about at what point is it? I don't care about any of those metrics that we're not. About the owners getting more money, the players getting played. Minor league players, they're going to lose the draft. Now they're going to be able to 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 maybe play with some of these big leaguers. All these stadiums that are sit almost empty most of the time. Like I still, I'll keep going back to that one stadium. They don't have that many games now. All the people that didn't have jobs in the beginning are going to have jobs all the way through December. You know, I mean, yeah. there's so many good things that are coming out of this. And why are we giving money to London and all these other different countries when? It should be all here in our people in our minor league stadiums and things like that. That's where and we already cut how many minor league teams last year. You know, I don't know. I, just, I was thinking about yeah. it today and like, I, I, I didn't hear any of this. This is just me, you know, brainstorming. And I, I miss it so much. I was watching a game in 2009 yesterday and I thought this is, that would have been awesome. Just when I saw that, I'm like, yeah, let's play it in November. I'd love to see Cubs versus the Diamondbacks playing. Um, Vegas somewhere or the cup a Cubs home a, a Cubs home game they'd be Arizona. huge they would draw crazy they, they draw home games in Arizona all the time anyway so who cares yeah I don't know so. yeah, it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting to see how they not only work the schedule but they work all the things that you were saying like 
playing time and minor leagues and contracts yeah. and how they're going to pay people. And yeah. it'll be interesting. They got a lot to figure out. I mean, they're good. I'll tell you right now. I mean, I, 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 every day I don't see that there's going to be a shortened season just with what I see going on in Korea. Yeah, I think the first and Japan, month, maybe month and a half is right going to be them playing empty stadiums, but that's better than nothing. At least for me. We'll see. Uh, I'm I'm starting to sway towards PJ's timeline. Who cares? PJ's timeline is still baseball, though. Yeah, it's still baseball, but it's definitely going to be a shortened season, like a half season, and you know, definitely very creative on how they get the games as many games in as they can. And you know, July. I I honestly feel like July is optimistic at this point. So. And that's where I was, and I was I was saying July fourth would be a good time to start, and that was what two weeks ago. So it, I I just think that we're learning more and more, you know, when it comes to what's going on in the in the country yeah, right now. I agree, and, and we'll we'll have to see. I just I I still think that. Yeah, I mean, I miss I miss the hell out of it too. Like I wish opening day was on Thursday. I I, I need the break from life right now. Um, but hell, you can't even turn on ESPN and see anything right now. Anything. No. Just all in all, just a very eerie, un, for lack of a better word, uncomfortable time, you know? Yeah. So, Anyways, just real fast, going off of the schedule, uh, if anybody's still listening, um, if it changes, I'm going to change <laughs> it. But as of right now, everyone's playing at least uh, – they're, they're playing everyone in their division twice. They're playing everyone in the other division uh two times or one time or three times, you know, it, it's a hodgepodge. It's a hot mess, but I got you to play everybody in your division at least twice. That's what I got. Um, and I just left it at that because I don't know what the hell is going to happen. So that's what it is. Yeah. I think, yeah, I wouldn't pay much mind to the schedule until it's finalized by MLB. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to weeks and all that time, all that kind of stuff. You got it. Take yeah. us home, Domino. Is he sleeping? <laughs> we really? might have lost him because he didn't say anything. I don't. I, I don't. I'm not in front of my I, phone. I, me neither. Oh, I guess I, I could take us home. He didn't. I don't really. I guess you have to take us home. Throw in the Foot Clan thing because he he didn't say that when he did. The, or uh, I didn't. Hear well, I won't throw that in. I'm going to throw this in. Is that uh, I was looking at the rankings the other day, and uh, Domino is the only gold level fantasy baseball player there are three platinum players above them but dom is only gold level player so um with that being said uh everyone stay safe uh you know do what you need to do social distancing and um let's hope we can get through this together and um there's baseball being played with that being said <laughs>